Happy Monday, Revolution, and welcome to a new week ahead. We're going to dip our toes back into a little bit of what we talked about last week um, in one of our very first podcasts um, for March was about it didn't start with you. So I want to expand on that this week. And there's a few questions that I just want you to be thinking about in the back of your head, right? This all comes from a space of acknowledgement. You are all going to get incredibly tired of hearing me say that, but I want it to be such a neural pathway in your brain that, you know, when you start thinking about something that you don't think like, oh, why don't I know that? You just like hear my voice go, oh, well, I got to acknowledge it first and then I can be actionable, right? We can't be actionable without acknowledgement. So coming back into that conversation, I want you to think about just for today, okay? What is the first, well, let's, let's actually start with this one. I'm going to backtrack myself. So for today, I want you to consider what are the common storylines for yourself in your negative self-talk? Are they about your appearance? Are they about your education? Are they about your capabilities? Are they about your emotions? So I want you to just think about when you are in that negative space, what is the storyline that comes up the most? And then I want you to expand on that if you can, okay? If you have a journal, if you have a notebook, this might be a great place to pause it. Grab that notebook. Come on back. When is the first time that you can remember hearing this theme, right? It may not have been a direct statement that maybe you got when you were older, right? Let's take body image for example. Maybe as you got older the terminology and, um, you know, criticism towards you was actually very pointed. Like you are too fat, you are too big, or you're too athletic, or you're flat chested or whatever it is. Right. But when you were younger, what were the themes of that? Okay. Was it, um, and I'm going to give you a personal example. Okay. I remember being 11 or 12 and I'm right at that puberty phase and I had always been very, very athletic. So I started swimming at a very young age. I was, you know, outside if I could be. Um, and I, I definitely had a swimmer's body. If you do not know what a swimmer's body looks like, I'm going to tell you right now in the way that I kind of um, made light of making fun of myself when I was in 
elementary school, middle school, and high school, I would always say, yeah, I know, I'm shaped like a T-Rex. Little, little arms, but but big old legs. That's how I was shaped. Um, I was a freestyle swimmer, a breaststroke swimmer, and a backstroke swimmer. Those are my main three. I did not do butterfly, so I didn't get that broader chest that butterfly swimmers get. So I have always been very narrow up top, narrow shoulders. I lose weight in my arms and my belly much faster. And my thighs and my hips are always the last to go. And I remember at about 11 or 12 with my athletic body going through puberty. And it was the men in my life who said, geez, look at those childbearing hips. Now, I didn't really know what childbearing hips meant. Because of course, my mother and I didn't talk about like her pregnancy with me because she didn't, she was not pregnant with me, right? Um, So there weren't those like talks about body plus she was a raging alcoholic who couldn't find responsibility to save her own life. But I knew in the way that they said it, that I was too big there. Something wasn't right there that I was I was disproportionate. And I remember feeling disproportionate. I remember feeling like that needed to change. Fast forward, I'm 15 years old, different life circumstances. I'm currently living with my brother um, because I can't live at home and they don't have a foster home for me. Um, At that time, I had actually been taken out of school, and I was babysitting his boys who were five and two at the time, full-time as a 15-year-old, freshman in high school, doing independent study. And so basically, I would sit on the couch all day and like watch them do whatever they were doing and try to do my homework. And my brother walked in one day and he said, your ass is going to make an imprint on that couch. And I can remember again, just being like, here again is another comment about my body and how it's wrong. And, you know, he may have been trying to say like, you need to get up off the couch. But the reality was at the time, I really couldn't, I needed to do my schoolwork. I was also in charge of watching these children which never should have been my responsibility. Um, But the way that he said it was less about, hey, get up and, you know, every day I come home and I see you in the same spot on the couch. Like, are you okay? What's going on? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that he was concerned that I was losing life in my years, that I was unhappy, that I was depressed. No, he was making a comment on my physical body. And that's a comment I remember to this day. So you compound that with my dad's comment about childbearing hips. And now I have the males in my life by the time I'm 15 telling me that my body is disproportionate 
on top of already feeling like my body's disproportionate because I was a competitive swimmer. So really thinking about what are the storylines that are come, coming up for you and when did you first hear them? You know, as I, you know, went on in my years, I can actually remember um, it must have been middle school-ish. So in between those comments, um, there was a summer where I spent like every single day at the beach. It was great. My sister-in-law at the time, well, she's still my sister-in-law, but my, uh, we definitely had a, well, we had a better relationship then because we have no relationship now, quite frankly. But my sister-in-law at the time was working just like, um, you know, like a mile from the beach. So she would drop myself and my friend off at the beach almost like daily. It was super fun. I was wearing a bikini one of these trips and, you know, I'm playing in the waves and I'm having a good time. And yes, my hips were definitely bigger and a wave came. And because of the way that I was shaped, it just rolled down. They kept, my bottoms just kept rolling down. And I remember her saying, dude, don't ever wear a bikini again. Right? She's probably thinking like, girl, you shine your cash and prizes all over the beach. But when you're 13 years old, and again, it's the affirmation that something is wrong with your body, that you shouldn't show that much, or you're not shaped to be able to wear it. And it was really one of those things that later on in life, I got incredibly unhealthy with my relationship with food. Um, before what would have been my, um, first marriage that did not happen, I was so just scared that this person would not like my body or that something would happen that I was going to the gym. I was monitoring my food. Um, I was just... I was, I was really, really, um, not being good with myself at that time because it was pre-accident. I was 5'10 post car accident. I lost some height because I lost some vertebrae. Um, but I was 5'10 and I got down to like 140. And I remember having this moment with him. We shared a house together and I think I had come out of the shower or something and I was just in like, you know, bra and underwear and standing in the shower or standing, you know, in front of the mirror. And I was like, dang, this hard work is like paying off. Now I was probably too thin. Um, but you know, him being supportive as he was being supportive was like, yeah, you look really good. And that, I remember that being like the first positive experience that I had had with my body. And I was 24 years old. And it took me, you know, and that kind of ingrained in my brain that, okay, if I want a positive experience with someone else with my body, this is what I have to do to get it. And man, did that set me up in some bad ways. 
and and not by any fault of his own. He was being um, a great partner at the time. Um, he was really having my back. He was, you know, cheering me on, being my cheerleader. I'd put in this really hard work and I was really proud of myself. Um, and, and it was, it, it just all compounded the wrong way, right? Because of the storylines. So it's okay to actually go back and look at those storylines and be like, okay, what has gotten me here today, right? Wherever you are when you're addressing it, it took me until last year to really, really address my relationship with food. I hired a coach. I was checking in daily. It was one of those things where it was like, yeah, I need to, I need to tackle this because in any given year, I can be 150 pounds. I can be 250 pounds because I just could not regulate that story. So, you know, don't feel bad if you feel like you're too far outside of your time to change your storyline. You're not. So it's really just acknowledging it. And you guys know I'm always happy to share my own personal experiences um, because I know <laughs> that sometimes we can look at the Instagram version or oh, the person sitting across that has the microphone and think that, you know, they don't seem like they struggle. So I am always happy to share these moments with you because I am here. I'm doing this human being stuff. I am, you know, still in my head about crap that happened when I was little. It's just that I choose to use my tools when I can. But sometimes that takes me until I'm 38 years old. Like the relationship that I have with my body and food. I did not have the capacity to address that situation before 38 because of the other things that were taking priority. So have grace with yourself. As you bring these things into your mindset, as you start thinking about what the storylines are and when you first remember them, okay? If it's been 20 years, if it's been 40 years, it's okay. You may not have had the capacity, the support team, or the tools to tackle it before then. And that's what this whole month is about, is gaining that. So as always, if you feel like jotting that down, send it to me in my Patreon inbox. We'll, of course, talk about um, these themes as we go through the week. We'll talk about them on Friday in Discord. And I will leave you with that today um, to really contemplate what your storylines are and when you first remembered hearing them. Um, I would just go with one today that most prevalent, like we discussed at the top of this. What is the most prevalent one that keeps knocking you back, keep knocking you on your ass? Um, and, and let's cultivate a discussion around that one. All right, everyone. I will talk to you tomorrow. Happy Monday.